because we have our guest calling in from the great state of South Carolina, uh, John Whittle. John, are you there? I'm here. I'm here, Jim. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's so great. So, as you know, John, my son is a Gamecock. He's a sophomore. He loves the college, and he loves the sports teams. So, because of that, they get covered on this radio show. So, I'm so thankful that you could call, call in and talk some Gamecock basketball today. Hey, I'm happy to do it. It's, uh, it's, it's been an interesting start to the season so far for the Gamecocks. It sure has. All right, so let me just set, uh, let everybody know. Uh, John Whittle uh, is one of the people that runs a website called The Big Spur down in South Carolina. It's connected to the 247, 24-7 website. Uh, can you tell us a little bit how that all works, John, how your, your group works with the 247 people? Yeah, 24-7 Sports is our, is our network. They have uh, 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 team sites for, for basically all the Power 5 schools out there. Uh, we've got uh, five full-time staff members on, on our site and a, a couple of photographers as well and a couple of part-time contributors. So, you know, we are, uh, we're, we're, we're a pretty big group of folks down here to, to cover the Gamecocks. We look at, look at football, basketball, baseball, and, you know, kind of everything that goes on in the sports world. But, you know, 24-7 Sports is a great network that, uh, you know, has, has done a lot of good, uh, a lot of good reporting, uh, you know, across, across college sports. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really proud of our affiliation with them, and, and uh, you know, we're, we think we do a pretty good job down here covering the Gamecocks. You really do. So think about it this way, John. Here I am. Last year, my son arrives on the campus as a freshman. Um, and I'm the dad, and I'm a sports nut, so I have to learn about these teams, right? The uh, the football team, uh, both the men and women's basketball teams, uh, the baseball team. And it was uh, your website was one of the keys to educate me about Gamecock sports. So uh, trust me, I'm a fan, and I think you do a great job, uh, the whole bunch of you. Well, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, we, we have a great time doing it, that's for sure. All right, so John, I, I, we're going to do college basketball for 90%, but I can't not ask you about one situation. You probably have spent uh, more than uh, uh, 24, uh, uh, I mean, 40 hours in the past week working on nothing but the new football coach for the South Carolina Gamecocks. I was telling my friends up here in New York that uh, when they fill a vacancy for coach in the SEC, uh, that is 10 times more media coverage than when we hire a football coach for the New York Jets or the New York Giants on a pro team. Down south in the SEC, when you hire a coach, it's a big story. Well, a couple of things. First of all, we'll, we might spend 90% of the time talking basketball, but the other 10% is going to be going to me asking you questions about what's going on up there with the Jets because I'm a Jets fan. Okay, well, so we'll do that till you got we it. Might have to, we might have to spend some time with that, but... You know, I think I spent 40, 40 hours just yesterday alone cover, covering the, uh, the the hire of Shane Beamer down here uh, as, as a football coach. Uh, you know, as you said, a lot certainly certainly goes into it. Um, you know, there's there were several candidates, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a, across the across the area who were who were involved. And Shane Beamer is an Oklahoma assistant coach, uh, was an assistant at South Carolina. Uh, for four years, and, and some of the better times in in, uh, in Gamecock football history was, you know, in in uh, in part because of his contributions to the program. So, you know, Shane's uh, Shane's a great guy. He's maintained a lot of contact 
uh, around here in Columbia, and there are a lot of people who are really excited about getting him uh, back back into Columbia. So I I structured my lunch hour today to watch the press conference. I saw you ask a question. I thought I really thought that Shane Beamer, son of Frank Beamer, the legendary coach of Virginia Tech, I thought he really crushed that press conference. I thought he did great. Yeah, I, I did too. I mean, you you can you can kind of see the passion that that comes through him in, in his voice and his desire to be here. And that, that was a big thing for him. You know, as I said, he only spent, you know, four years at, at South Carolina as an assistant coach. But, you know, he was born in Charleston when his dad, Frank Beamer, was down at the Citadel. And he's always kind of considered South Carolina home. It's, it's always kind of where he's wanted to be. And, you know, even though he spent so much of his life in, in Blacksburg, both as a coach and as a college player and, you know, just growing up with, with his dad as the head coach up there at, at Virginia Tech, you know, South Carolina's always been kind of home for him. So, you know, this was a dream job for him. And, you know, he's going to spend the next couple of weeks at Oklahoma finishing out their season, uh, at least as, at least through the Big 12 championship game. And, uh, and then he'll be full bore uh, with the Gamecocks. All right. So one question I was just curious about. Maybe you could – I'm reading all the blogs. Um do you think the only person they made an offer to was Shane Beamer, or was there a chance they could have made an offer to someone else and they turned it down? That was unclear from everything I read. Yeah, he, he uh, Shane Beamer got the the first and only offer. He he was um, he was the guy that that they that they ended up wanting, and Shane interviewed pretty early in the process, uh, and and obviously spoke with Ray Tanner, the athletics director here, uh, multiple other times throughout, in addition to. You know, what was his main kind of five-and-a-half-hour five interview, which he talked about a lot today. But, um, you know, Shane interviewed pretty early, and it was up to uh, everybody else to, to kind of kind of uh, woo uh, Ray Tanner and university president Bob Caslin. And, you know, nobody could, could overcome what, uh, what Shane did. So, you know, he, he was ultimately the first offer the job, first, first and only offer for the job. And, uh you know, I, I think if I think if something happened and and uh, you know Shane wasn't wasn't it, I think the backup guy would have been Billy Napier, who's the head coach at Louisiana. But you know, it, it was it was Shane. Okay, great, great stuff. All right, let's move to basketball because uh, this is the Kyle Troops Chat Radio Show. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm so excited about Shane Beamer. I I really believe he has what it takes uh, to turn around the program, and that'll give you a lot of great coverage, right, John Whittle? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, he is a uh, he, he's he's a he's a very personable guy. Uh, he's he's really involved as far as you know, wanting coverage for his players and for his program. Uh, he's always been that way as an assistant coach. He's he's always been very positive. So I think you're going to see a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, you know different ways to interact with fans and so forth uh, uh, under his watch. All right, so, yeah, that's great. There'd be plenty of good coverage on on, on the bigspur.com. All right, go Gamecocks. Um, all right, so basketball. So I'll give you my quick intro, and then I'd like your commentary. I was excited about the season because most of the team came back except for two players, Bolden transferred, uh, Coach Sar graduated, who was a key player and had a really good senior year. But I thought they had uh, a whole team coming back. They had continuity in this whole crazy year of uh, coronavirus and the shutdowns. They seem to be a team that the same coach, most of the same players, 
I thought uh, they had a lot of young players last year. That I was hoping they would take a step forward this year. Unfortunately, I mean, again, I thought they were a bubble team with a shot at the NCAA tournament, and they still are. But frankly, they're not off to a good start. They, they're one and two record. While they beat a pretty good Tulsa team, they got literally crushed by Liberty, but we can give them a pass on that because it was their first game, Liberty's third game, uh, a shortened season with practice. Um, but then this uh, this weekend, they played a really strong top 10 team, Houston. Uh, they were in the lead at halftime uh, and then kind of fell apart in the second half and lost to a, a, a top team, Houston. So they're one and two right now. Uh, interesting season, right, John? Yeah. Yeah, you're right, and that's—I mean—that's a good setup for for kind of what's going on. As you mentioned, the, the the game against Liberty was the first game of the year. They won right around—I think it was 30 games, 29, 30 games last season—and uh, and returned a few of their good players. Lost lost a couple of their top guys for sure, but uh, Liberty was a tough team to to come out against. South yes. Carolina was originally scheduled to play Coker, a local school, in an exhibition game. And everybody loves the tune-up game. That's, that's for darn sure before you really get going. And, uh, you know, that game was canceled because of uh, Coker's coronavirus test did not come back in time. And, you know, they had to cancel that game. And, you know, Liberty was a, a late replacement in, in that tournament in Kansas City, the Hall of Fame Classic that South Carolina was playing in. South Carolina was supposed to open up against Northwestern instead of Liberty. And that Northwestern game, uh, you know, I, no disrespect to the Wildcats, but that would that would have been a lot easier on the Gamecocks than, than playing Liberty game one. So you went from having a tune-up game and, and a game against, while well, it was a Power 5 team, uh, not a very good opponent in Northwestern, to having to play Liberty, you know, right out of the gate. And Liberty's a team that plays really fast. Uh, they're older. And it. South Carolina just couldn't keep up. They they just couldn't keep up that first game. And, and uh, you know, second half was a little bit better, but we saw what happened in the first half and it ended up in a in a 16-point um, or, yeah, 16-point loss for the Gamecocks. So really tough there. Bounced back, played well against Tulsa. Played like a Frank Martin team, I thought, uh, against against Houston. Uh, you know, played, played fast offensively, uh, hustled, rebounded pretty well. Uh, you know, they were all over the floor for loose balls, especially in the first half. I thought they played really well defensively in terms of, in terms of you know, forcing a couple of shot clock violations and keeping, keeping the Cougars out on the perimeter and keeping them from being able to, to really get in the, into the flow of their offense. I thought they did a great job in the first half of, of making the Cougars uncomfortable uh, on, on their offensive end of the court. And, you know, South Carolina missed uh, – Missed some shots, especially from three-point range in, in the first half, and you know, and kind of limped to the end in the in the first half, uh, and and it just they they didn't close out the half strong, and, and Houston came out a different team in the second half. Uh, South Carolina was uh, just not not quite didn't didn't execute quite as well, especially on the offensive end, but on the on the defensive end as well, uh, in in the second half of that game, and uh, you know, Houston played so much better. You know they they were missing their head coach and and a couple of their players, including probably their best player, uh, due to injury. But um, you know it was it was it, it was a tough loss. I thought I thought they missed the opportunity, uh, a really good opportunity to get a, a a quality win out there in Houston. It was obviously going to be a big challenge, um, but it was one that that this team, because like you mentioned, it's a veteran team. You know it's 
Their head coach is back. You know, most of their key players are back. Uh, two guys on, on uh, the preseason all-conference team and, and Jermaine Kuznard and A.J. Lawson. And neither one of those guys played particularly well. And uh, A.J. Lawson was, was two of ten shooting. Uh, Kuznard had uh, at least five turnovers in, in that game. Just they didn't play well enough. And, you know, that was ultimately the difference in the game. That and, and the, uh, the, the horrific showing from, from the free throw line in that game. You know, South Carolina has not been a particularly good free throw shooting team in recent years, and they shot 58, 58.6% against, against Houston, and Houston was up near 82%. So, yeah, you know, big difference. That, that was kind of a big difference in that game. Right. Well, the other one, John, what I, I wrote down on my notes, uh, 19 turnovers for the Gamecocks, 9 turnovers uh, for the Cougars. Awful. Yeah. Awful. And that's 43 turnovers total uh, for, for South Carolina in the last two games. They had 24 uh, against, uh, against Tulsa in a win, uh, which, which shows that that wasn't exactly a clean game, but it, it was much better than the performance they had against Liberty. But, you know, that's not something you expect from a veteran team. Um, you know, these, these guys have been through it. They've played, against, they've played against really good opponents before. They played against Houston last year. They knew exactly what to expect from the Cougars. Like there, there, there shouldn't be 43 turnovers, you know, in back-to-back games combined. It's, it, it was very poor play, and, and you know what? That's really disappointing from uh, a South Carolina backcourt that's supposed to be, you know, really good. You know, they, they, they've returned their starting point guard in Jermaine Kuznard. A.J. Lawson played point last year at times. He's back. They added Seventh Woods as a transfer. You know, he sat out last year. It was it was with the program going through practice and whatnot, and he's he's played poorly. Uh, we'll just call it like it is. He's played poorly the first three games, and you know when you have guards like that who are who are who are veterans, who are leaders, who have a ton of experience. Woods has a national championship ring with with the Tar Heels. So those that turnover stat that you mentioned is not something that that uh, anyone would have expected from this team early on. I agree, and um, I'm a little shocked. Uh, I, I watch a lot of North Carolina basketball as well, and you know, uh, a few years ago when he was still playing with them, Seventh Woods seemed like a solid backup point guard. That if he got the chance, like he was going to get from South Carolina, he would step up, and he hasn't yet. But maybe he will. We'll give him time. The person who surprised me in the backcourt uh, is T.J. Moss. He's playing much better than he did last year. You're exactly right on that, and he's been a very, very pleasant surprise. He's averaging. Uh, about 22 minutes a game, and if you, and I know it's only been three games, but if you'd have pinned me to a number before the season, I probably would have guessed about about seven or eight minutes for him. I, I think the key for for TJ this year has been that you know his 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 first couple years in South Carolina, they kind of tried to force him into a point guard role, and to me that just hasn't that that just hasn't worked. Whenever I've watched him play, he's never quite looked like a point guard to me. Uh, but they've moved him off the ball this year primarily. Now, he can handle the ball, and he, he has a little bit these first three games, uh, but he's played primarily off the ball, and I think that's kind of freed him up a little bit and, and, and kind of helped him clear his mind a little bit. Uh, but he's, he's averaging a little over six points. He's got a couple of assists per game. You know, he's shooting well from, from three-point range. Uh, he's, shooting well, he's shooting well everywhere. <laughs> Free throw line, field goal percentage, he's shooting well everywhere. He's been a really good player, and he also brings, brings some defensive intensity out, out there, too. You know, that's one thing that Frank has always liked about him is 
is his ability to guard the ball. And, uh, but, you know, in years past, he's been so poor on the offensive end, whether it's, off- whether it's you know, trying to score or whether it's turning the ball over, you know, he's been a liability out there, regardless of how good he's been uh, defensively and the effort he's played with on that side. But uh, he's bringing in at both ends, and, you know, he's gone from a guy who, like I said, I thought would average seven or eight minutes to at least early on. He's, he's about fourth or fifth on the team in minutes uh, coming off the bench. I agree. I agree. So here's my thinking on the team. Uh, let me, uh, give me some feedback. I, I, I think, look, uh, Kusinart's a really nice player. He'll bounce back. He's going to have a good year like he did last year. A.J. Lawson's a terrific uh, talent. He's sometimes inconsistent, but when he's on, uh, he's a top SEC player. So I think the backcourt with T.J. Moss and hopefully 7th Woods doing better is going to be fine, as, as everyone expected, and as you said. But this team is not going to make the NCAA tournament if the bigs, uh, Wildens Levesque, uh, Alonzo Frank, uh, Jalen McCrary, if the big guys, Keyshawn Bryant, even though he's not exactly, you know, 6'6", but still, he plays big. Um, Justin Minai has been the best big man so far. These other guys are going to have to step up and play much better if this is going to be an NCAA tournament team. 100%. They've had flashes of of some things from these guys. You know, South Carolina's only got one really true big man on the roster, and that's that's Wilden's Levesque. And, you know, the rest of these guys are are 6'6", 6'7", and, you know, are forced to get in there and and mix it up a little bit against some guys who are usually a little bit bigger than them. And, and, you know, they they usually do a pretty good job, but when you you face a – a team with with some real size in there, it's it's, it's a challenge. Uh, you know, Alonzo Frank has a big body, and you know he's got great hands and he's got pretty good feet. But uh, you know, like like you said, these guys have got to play a little bit better than than they have so far because the production uh, from from all those that you mentioned has been really inconsistent. I thought Keyshawn Bryant played played a little bit better against Houston uh, in the second half than he's played played all year, knocked down a couple of shots. I thought he played a lot better in the second half, but he had a really, really poor first half and, and hadn't played great in the first first couple of games either. So he Keyshawn's really a key key guy for this team uh, because he he brings uh, you know some different athletic ability than, than most guys have uh, on this roster. Uh, and Frank Frank has talked really each of the last two years about how he's been just about the best player on the team coming into the year. Last year he had he had three different injuries that that sidelined him at, at, at three different points in the season, and he was just never really able to get going. And you know this year they were really happy with where he was going into the year, but you know he he, he just hasn't played well enough these first uh, first three games. But you know, like I said, I felt like he played better in the second half uh, the other day against Houston. So so maybe he's going to snap out of his. Is a little funk to start the year. I agree. Um, quick question. Lady Gamecocks, fabulous last year. I think the best team in the nation on women's basketball. Does the team this year have the ability to be the best team in women's college basketball? Well, well Jim, I, I'm going I'm gonna, gonna tell you one little pet peeve that they have around here in, in the in the women's basketball program. They don't they don't like being called the Lady Gamecocks. Okay, they just okay. be the Gamecocks. So, so, uh, but, but no, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. They, they had an incredible year last year and, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little bit biased, but, you know, I, I felt like they were, uh, you know, a national championship team last year. You know, I, I felt like they, uh, 
uh, were, were really playing well. Uh, they were so consistent in what they were doing. They had great guard play. I, I felt like they had a real great shot at winning that championship last year. So, you know, that that, that kind of kept Don Staley from, from having a, a, a second national title chance. But they've got a great shot this year. Had one early early loss already to NC State. Uh, but bounce back with an 18-point win against the top 25. Hey, John, the, the music's on. For, could you hold on for the commercial break? Sure. All right, John, hold on for the commercial break. Folks, we'll be right back after this commercial break. I'm Jim Masano. This is Kyle Troops Chat. in the morning. You guys are the greatest. Dennis and Tawny and Good Morning Westchester. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 right here on 1460 WVOX. 1460 WVOX They're playing basketball We love that basketball They're playing basketball Alright folks, it's college chat radio show on WVOX 1460 AM and I'm on the phone uh, live from South Carolina University of South Carolina uh, website uh, key guy John Whittle John thank you so much for being with us today yeah definitely I'm, I'm definitely glad to be here Jim it's great all right so we started talking about the women Gamecocks last year um, probably we're heading to the national championship everything gets shut down They've got, uh, as you were describing for the break, tough loss against North Carolina State. Uh, I've never been much of a fan with women basketball, but watching that team last year, they made me a fan. Very exciting, very well coached, uh, very, you know, terrific talent level. Uh, so what, what's the outlook for this upcoming season? You know, I, I, uh, I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, I'm not a... Not a huge women's basketball fan either, and um, you know I, I but but just like you, I, I was kind of drawn to, to to last year's team. You know they they had such great guard play last year that that made, that just makes the game so much more fun to watch. Uh, and and Aaliyah Boston, consensus freshman of the year, uh, down in the post, she she was. I I tell you what, man, I I'd, I'd get out of her way, and there aren't many people in the men's game who I. Who I don't think would get out of her way. She's she's a force down there. But you know they're they're uh, they're they're looking pretty good this this season so far. Um, you know I they they they've got they've got to replace a point guard from from last year. That's that's the biggest deal uh, from 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 last year's team. Tyasha Harris was just uh, phenomenal. Terrific draw the drink for for the Gamecocks, and and they're I think that's kind of where they're. They're they're missing what they're missing right now is, is kind of her leadership, uh, not only from an on court standpoint but just from a vocal standpoint. And, and um, you know, I agree, they're, they're kind of working through that at this point. Uh, but they have all the talent in the world and and could and should certainly be a uh, right in there for in, in contention for a Final Four berth, national national championship caliber. All right, so here's the final basketball question. We'll go back to the men. Uh, we got a game this Thursday against Wolfert. Kind of unsure what kind of team they have. I did a little research on them, but I see they gave Richmond a tight game tonight before 
uh, we started the show. Uh, Wolford's normally a pretty good program. What are you th- What are you hearing about that game? You know that's 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 a great question, and and I, I know that Wolford has always been a a team that is 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 um, you know a very good shooting team. They play fast. They're well disciplined. Uh, you know they they've got a new coach up there that I'm not as familiar with as their last guy. Mike Young uh, is in his second year at Virginia Tech after after leaving Walford. So, you know, I'm not as familiar with their program right now as as, as I typically am. But like you said, I do know they gave Richmond, a, a top 20 team, a, a heck of a battle. Uh, and, and, you know, Walford beat South Carolina a couple of years ago very handily uh, at here in Columbia. And, um, you know, that's not something that, that sat with folks around here too well. So, right, right. You know, right. So be a yeah, tough game. Supposed, supposed to be uh, mid-pack in their conference this year by projection. So, you know, the, 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 and, and with South Carolina being one and two, uh, a win is, is, is a must this week. I agree. All right. So we'll change gears quickly before we say goodbye and let you get back to the wall-to-wall coverage of the new coach. Uh, so the Jets fired their defensive coordinator today after they fell apart. While you were running around with the coach, the Jets were falling apart in the last 10 seconds against the Raiders. Actually almost got their first win. But you do realize, right, and now I'm going to sound like Shane Beamer, uh, the Jets' entire strategy is to go 0-16 this year so they can draft that quarterback from that team upstate. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I, I don't know. I don't know what the feeling is up there. I always like for my teams to win, and you know, as bad as it sounds, I I was pulling for them to sack the quarterback on that last play uh, the other day and, and, and beat the Raiders. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Not not sure if I'm supposed to admit that, but but that's what I was pulling for. I, I want my teams to win, and it's hard for me to pull for a loss, regardless if it means a number one draft pick. But you know, as you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence plays in this state. I've had the opportunity to watch him a ton of times. Um, you know, if if uh, a little bit better season and and he'd be in the running for the Heisman Trophy. But you know, he, he's a great player. Uh, and, and if if the Jets end up with him, which it certainly seems like is going to happen at this point, you know, I, I I would certainly be a happy Jets fan. All right, John, you were a fantastic guest. I'll let you get back to. Uh, your new coach madness down in Columbia, South Carolina. But I do want to ask, in a month or so, can you come back and we'll update on how the season's going? Certainly, let's do it. I'll be glad to. All right, thank you so much for calling. It was great to talk about my son's college and keep up the great work down with the Big Spur, John. Yeah, appreciate it, Jim. Thanks for having me. Take uh, care. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, that was a lot of fun, folks. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, do we have some callers, I believe? We have callers. Let's go to the phone.